Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio and through the NBC Sports Radio app. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl. Uh, Mr. Earl, there are a lot of games today, lots of stories as normal, but I thought the most revealing came at the Emirates with Arsenal beating Chelsea 3-0. Very impressive performance it was as well. Let's hear what Arsene Wenger said afterwards. Arsene, that was a very one-sided London derby. You controlled the game, particularly in a, a fantastic first half. You must be happy with that. Yeah, I'm very happy because we, uh, as I told you before the games, the inconvenient facts were there <laughs> and uh, we needed to change a little bit the history, the recent history. We did it in, uh, I think, with style and steel and uh, that's what we wanted. Oh, what a good day it is. In awesome, we trust Robbie Musto. I've, I've told you for weeks and weeks. I mean, the man's a genius on, on his 20th anniversary being in control. And a couple of key words that came out of that were, were style and steel, I thought were important, with control and balance. And it's not often that we say an Arsenal team had the right balance with and without the ball, but I think they did today. They, they at their best, Rob, I think, play a almost unique brand of, of football in the way they play. But every Everybody feels that it's a little bit frail, it can be penetrated, it can be punctured. But today it, it, it felt a little bit more solid than normal and there was, a, there was a real collective understanding of what was required when they had the ball, what was needed and who needed to do it. And I looked at the three goals, Rob. One's a forced area, the first goal, the forced area by Gary Cale. The two is, is typical, beautiful Arsenal football. The third is Chelsea in possession and they break the ball down, get on the counter-attack and score the goal. And... I've worked in, in the media now for, what, nearly 12 years, and I remember what, at the start of, of, of my TV career, working at Highbury, working at the Emirates, and working a, a few times on, on Arsenal-Chelsea games. And I've, my, my, my sort of overriding thought is that Chelsea used to bully Arsenal out the game, and, and I've, I've been to games where there were times Chelsea almost were taunting Arsenal, giving them the ball, as I must say, cross it in, try and take us on, you, you're not going to beat us. Well, it was roles reversed today, mate. It was almost as like the bully got bullied because... As well as, as well as as they played, I thought their commitment, their motivation, and their drive, Rob, w was uh, outstanding. And, and it's probably a complete Arsenal performance as I've seen for a very long time. I hear you. I hear you. And of course, after don't watching start that, with I Groundhog Day. Don't start with Groundhog Day. No, Enjoy no, 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 the moment. No, I, I... 
<laughs> Listen, I, I think it's a good shout the way that their goals came. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a focus and an intensity in this game that, that it felt like a big game. It felt mm-hmm. like a big game to Arsenal. Awful record in recent years against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you're right. There's been a, a bullying aspect to it. Um, I thought there's a... In terms of new... What's new? You know, what, what's new to believe in for Arsenal fans? Mm-hmm. I thought Mustafi yeah. alongside Kossian at the back looks interesting it looks positive it looks mm-hmm. solid i thought mm-hmm. they were strong with a great yeah. attitude against mm-hmm. diego costa who was lively Correct. and put himself around i thought their their attitude towards him their mentality was exactly how he wanted to be i thought Correct. there was a safeness about midfield and i gotta say in terms of the front play uh, alexis sanchez robbie mm-hmm. Earl, um i got to say I like him as a striker. Now, there's reports yeah. that he doesn't like playing there that much, and Wenger plays him there because mm. he can sit, rest his legs a little bit more. When you play wide, yeah. you know, you have to get up and down and do some defensive work. I like him there. Is he, the, is he finally the number nine that fans, and maybe Wenger, has been crying out for for, for, for many years? M- maybe he was the player that was under the nose, Robert. I mean, there's the, the suggestions that he could become the Luis Suarez uh, at Arsenal, that Luis Suarez was at Liverpool. Yeah. So... It, times he might dip out wide and take a breather and just foil defenders. At times he can be a little bit of a false nine with the movement of, that they have with the Walcott pace, Ozil's clever passing. So, there is, there is I like him there. I mean, it, it may be for Austin has to convince him, but I think on days like today, on big days, if he can get the kind of goals and let's remember there may be days when it isn't working or you want to go a different way and you've got Giroud, you've got Perez, Welbeck at some point may come back into the frame. So I, I think there's, there's maybe a little bit of talking to do in Arsenal Menga, but let, let's not forget Thierry Henry came to Arsenal as a winger and turned out to be one of the Premier yeah. League's best ever strikers. So maybe it's something that Alexis Sanchez doesn't see in himself right now, but Arsenal Menga and his teammates might be able to convince him. Now, I think it, it's, it's great to, to look at Arsenal play as well as this. Mm. But we have, got to, we have got to think forward. And I'm not saying about Groundhog Day, but let's, let's be positive. Okay. Why can't they? Why can't they keep this going or can they keep this going? What's different about this season that the Arsenal fans should be excited to say, you know what, maybe we are the best to try and mm. chase down Man City. What have they got to, what's the key well, they, to them they, to, to being a real title challenger? They've spent a little bit of money, um, Mustafa as you say, Perez will we'll see got a couple of goals in, in midweek. But they spent we'll money it. before, Rob. They spent yeah, money okay, before. But, hasn't, you know, men. It. I think we've got some men. I thought Theo Walcock said something very, very interesting when he was asked after the game uh, about the, the, the match and the performance. He said, we're older, we're, we're a bit more mature and we, we understand it a little bit more. Sometimes, Rob, the penny drops. Sometimes the disappointments of, of, of a season and a dressing room can change. There's been so many disappointments. Correct, but, but, but we, we have to give them a chance. Listen, if Leicester City can win the league. You look around that Arsenal dressing room, they can definitely win the league, but it isn't about days like today. Let me just give you a little example of, of what I'm talking about. I just want to quickly look at, uh, at the next two fixtures. Basel in the Champions League, yeah, you'd expect Arsenal to get it done. Away, next weekend at Burnley. Now then. <laughs> now then. That becomes a test for Liverpool because it's not very glossy. The 
the cameras aren't going to be there. It'll be after Champions League. It'll be up in the north. The fans will be on their back. Yeah, for Arsenal. For Arsenal. For Arsenal. For Arsenal. Yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Will, will Arsenal. Yeah. Will Arsenal turn up and do what champions and title winners have to do there and, and go and scrap a 1-0 out if that's what it takes or, you know, end up winning the game with your quality 2-3-1 if that's what it takes. That's the question, Rob, because what they've shown so far when they've needed to raise a game, it looks like, at the moment, this team can do it. Just finally on Arsenal, before we move to Chelsea, mm -hmm. um, is there enough in this game, and you know where I'm going, is there enough encouragement, enough difference, enough change, enough mentality uh, difference in Arsenal yeah. that you think this year they can really do it? Because I don't. I still think they'll come up short because of history, because of different situations, and, mm. you know, of course, Man City are that strong. Is there enough to say that, that you think this year this really could be their year? No, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't be saying they, they win the title, Rob. What I will be saying is I still think they'll be the, the, the third best team possibly, second or third best team behind who I think City will win it but no, there's not enough, there's not quite enough, there's nothing that's changed my mind at this stage but we're, we're, we're six games, what is it six games into the season? Listen yeah. if we're talking 16 games, if we're talking 26 games and we're in the same position, let me tell you, in terms of ability and I've said it for two or three seasons there's enough ability in that Arsenal dressing room to land a title for Arsene Wenger We've got to move on to Chelsea, and Ooh. what a disappointing wow. performance it was. <laughs> I looked at it, and I said on air uh, earlier on, mm. this is a really difficult job, Robbie. This is a really... <laughs> I don't mm. think we can be pointing fingers at the manager. I think no. that this squad looks tired. It looks done. It, defensively, they're, they're older. They look, they've mm. lost their motivation, their desire. The midfield, I thought, looked outpaced and, and, and boringly average. I think they're bright up front. They've got some good players in attacking areas. Just how difficult a job is it? And what has he got to do to turn it around? Let me tell you, this is a huge job, Rob. This needs major surgery. This isn't yeah. something that yeah. does change. This is major surgery. So back four, an ageing back four, despite their age, and David Lewis has come in, and, and we've had this argument. You said, well, he's, he's a good player and maybe Conte can teach him. Rob, I think you've, you've got what you've got. I don't think he's a good enough defender for this league. It doesn't hurt him enough when he loses tackles. It doesn't hurt him enough when the ball goes in the back of net. Gary Cahill is an average Premier League player who's been lucky to, to, to have won some of the things he's won. If he's playing at West Ham, at Southampton, at Stoke, at Swansea, he's getting nowhere near an, an international uh, call-up. Gary Cahill, will be, to me, will be one that will be moved out. I mean, John Terry, yeah, you, you, I'd yeah. still have him in the, in the team, whether he's got to shift the, 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 the system. But the thing that stands out to me, Rob, and, I, and I've said it from the start of the season, I've watched a bit of Chelsea now, they can't play at an intense level for any sustained period. They have to take a breather. And that, be, that becomes a mental thing when you've gone, I think, a little bit champion soft. And I think it's a physical thing when you don't want to hurt as much as you have to. You have to dig deep. You have to go rob to box to box when you, your lungs are bursting and, you don't, and you're sweating and, you, and you've got no energy. And now let me tell you the one thing that this worry for Conte, and I think he's a bigger man than this. Let me tell you about this group of players. They'll turn on the manager. You ask Jose Mourinho about this group of players. They'll turn on the manager if they have to, to prove that it's not them. Mm. And that might be something Conte has to deal with over the next few weeks to make sure that none of that starts to bite in that dressing room. You're right. Fascinating, fascinating. We'll take a break now. After the break, we will talk about Manchester. Manchester United, strong victory against Leicester City. Man City themselves remaining perfect at the top. You're listening to The Two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. Back in a moment. NBC Sports.
Radio. If it's happening in sports, it's happening here. Because of NBC Sports Radio, we come to play 24-7. This is NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, let's get to Manchester. Mm. Manchester United 4, Leicester City, Neil Robbie Earl, and Jose Mourinho made the call, a big, mm. brave decision to drop Wayne Rooney to the bench mm. and to replace him with Juan Mata, who had a, a fantastic game, a man-of-the-match performance. First of all, were you surprised or disappointed or happy that he dropped Wayne Rooney? Um, none of the above. I, I, I felt it was something that was happening. Now, I think the moment he, he was playing against Northampton in the uh, Football League Cup in, in midweek, that I didn't think he would start the game. To steal a, a line from Jose, you look at the performance today, and I don't think you need to be Einstein to work out that, it, for me, it's been the best <laughs> performance since Sir Alex Ferguson days of a United who, who cut loose. Rob, it was, to me, a real number 10 playing in his best position rather than a slowing an ageing centre-forward playing in a position that he, he's accommodating. And the, the influence on the rest of the team, the influence on the, certainly the forward players, made such a difference that the pace in the wide areas, the movement of Zlatan, it... it, it it wasn't damning on Rooney because that would be saying that Rooney's a problem. But, Robert, it seems obvious to me. And it was. I, I want to sort of throw it back at you. I remember the Watford game, I think the City game, and you were saying, it's not all about Rooney. It's not just about Rooney. And, and, and then Rooney's been taken out of the picture. We see a performance like we saw from the team today. Does that change your mind a little bit? Well, I think there's there's no getting away from the fact that the, the one matter today, the football mm. was quicker. Every time mm. it goes mm. to him in different spots around the field, he just looks to play quicker. I have a, mm. I have a, 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 you know, a thought of when I when I think of Wayne Rooney playing, I, I I see him getting hold of the ball, taking a couple of touches, mm. pinging it out to the right back or whatever. It seems slower. One matter had a, had was given by Jose Mourinho today an absolute free license to pop up. Everywhere, I haven't mm. seen a team be as fluid no. and as expansive no. uh, from Mourinho for, for a long, long time. We normally associate him with, with mm. structured, defence-first, strong play and counter-attacking, etc. This was really different, really effective, really good. And, and just and, and, and back on Wayne Rooney, when you see yeah. that Mata played in the exact same position mm. and you see a brilliant victory against the champions of last season, as fans, we've both seen this millions of times, yeah. they remember that. Anytime time in the future, they're like, you know what? Matt does a better job as a number 10. He should always play there. How does Wayne Rooney get back in a team? Uh, well, same. I was just going, I think we were on the same thought. I mean, is, is Wayne Rooney's time up at Manchester United, Rob? Is he is he going to play be a, a, a football league cup player when, when they're in that competition and maybe play in, in the Europa League? Is he his days numbered? I was seeing him sitting on the bench, Rob, and he was cheering you know, goals going in. And, and we've both been there. Listen, when you sat on the side you might be coming back from injury or you might been dropped or whatever and I've always wanted I've never wanted my teammates to lose but I never want them to win too well I want them to kind of be scraping through and then yeah. the manager throws me on and then things yeah. go well when you're Wayne Rooney you're sitting there today Rob and you're watching a team play like that you know you go home and you tell you're talking to your wife and you say mm, my time might be up here and I just wonder if that's where Wayne is in, in his old Trafford career now 
No, I don't think so. I think he's still going to play. I think Romunio will find a time to bring him back into the team. He doesn't want to exile him. He's his captain. I think he still have a, a big part to play, but not for a while because that was fantastic. No. Should... I think we've got to touch on Pogba yeah. as well quickly. Yeah. I mean, that was that was mm. a very good poor Pogba like. performance. A little bit mm. of everything. He looks happier in, in his game today. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure, and, and I'm going to give two reasons, and, I'm, and I wanted to make sure I mention Anders Herrera, who I thought knitted things in nicely at the back. I thought he did at the back what Man Matter was doing at the front of the pitch, and, and he, he's, he was efficient with his movement. I think not having Fellaini around at times, and, and listen, I, I think Fellaini's done okay for him since the start of the season. When Fellaini sort of breaks forward, he kind of runs down the middle of the pitch, and I think sometimes blocks things off, Rob. I'm not sure there is... I just felt today like Pogba picked his times when he could go. He had a little bit of disguise when he was going. He came a little bit unaware, showed his power obviously from his goal. He just looked freer and a little bit better with his movement despite, you know, Fellaini doing a decent job for the team. I just think that passer behind him and, and the ability to know he can pick his times when he can go just made give United another di dimension today. Yeah, we put a tweet out today saying uh, two big matches today led to two big wins. Who was more impressive, Manchester United or Arsenal? We've got, mm. got plenty of replies here, and I'm going to read a couple out here. Mima uh, tweets us back to say, Arsenal played very well against an ancient Chelsea back four. Clean sheet two. I certainly agree with that. Jeremy mm. Weinberg tweets us to say, Liverpool was better than both of them, in his opinion. <laughs> Yeah, and I, a couple of tweets came to me as well, Rob. Adam Fatter said, uh, you'd have to say Arsenal got the bigger win. It's a derby game against a rival who's had Arsenal's number in the past. And, and Andrew Lang said he, he, Arsenal played beautiful and effective football today. And Ben Weil said that uh, Arsenal getting that monkey off their back with a solid win against a big-time rival, got to keep the momentum going. So it would seem out there in Twitter land that most people thought that mm. Arsenal had, 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 it, had, it, had the better of the day. Let, let's quickly talk a, bit, a little bit about about Leicester as well, Rob, in this, because it's not quite gone as well for them. I mean, both Vardy and Mares were taken off at half-time, and I know people had their views on that. I actually thought it was good management. It was a game they aren't going to win. They've got a Champions League game coming up in midweek, Rob, and, you know, you get a chance to rest your two biggest players. I don't think it was it was the manager particularly sending any sort of big messages, messages to them. I just thought, you know, I Champions know, League Rob. against Porto... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't too sure. I don't know. It was a slap I don't know whether I agree with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I think it might have been a slap, and, and yeah. no, I have no problem with it. They both struggled to get into the game. Mares, you know, didn't have many touches in the match. Jamie Vardy as well looked like they struggled to get involved. And, and I don't have a problem with it if it is a little bit of a slap to say, "Hang on yeah. a minute, guys, we weren't at the races today at all." Uh, and it's been disappointing for Leicester City. Yeah. They shouldn't be, you know, um, they are excited, of course, about the Champions League, but they never turned up today. There's not the same intensity. There's certainly not the same distance covered or work. I think was the difference for them last year and a performance that I thought was, was very disappointing and, and you look at Ranieri on the sideline mm. and he didn't look happy and they mm. looked way outclassed today. Do you know the other thing I was looking at as well? I know Casper Schmeichel's out. I think the goalkeeper might have a difference. You know the set pieces. I just think that Schmeichel is a bit of a ranter and a raver, and he gets you on your toes and that. And I just thought they, they were sloppy, weren't they? With their, with their picking up, with their marking, they, they weren't alert. You know, obviously the the short corner kicks, the, the, the not challenging in the box for people's headers. I just felt as though that might have also had an influence as well. Schmeichel's a big personality. He, he's, he's important to those back back for as much as, command, as commanding as Morgan and Huth have been in, in, in the past. 
Do you think anything, are you expecting anything better than a top 10 finish now? I expected them to, to, to still mm. be decent, by the way, to finish maybe uh, 7th or 8th. What, do, you, do you think what you've seen now, that they are going to struggle to be mid-table even? I think um, Claudio Magnari needs to get his supply of kryptonite back because they're turning into Clark Kent. They, 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 they don't have any Superman left. It, it just looks as though they're kind of falling to normality again, Rob. This was lasted before they had the great season, really. All right, mate, time for a break. We will look at Manchester City afterwards, and they had a brilliant victory away at Swansea City. We'll also talk about Liverpool. Is something special happening at Anfield? Maybe it is an excellent win for them against Hull as well. Uh, plenty to talk about on the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Football show. Listen 24 7 online or with the app NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com because every day is game day. Welcome back to the show. I'm Robbie Musto with my mate Robbie Earl, and we're talking all the big stories in the Premier League this weekend. And a big story is that Pep Guardiola is the real deal. Another victory today. That's six wins from six matches. Fantastic performance, fantastic mm. squad, fantastic intensity, Robbie Earl. Mm. Nobody, by the way, can stop him at the moment, can they? No. Uh, to be honest, Rob, I, I watched this game. It wasn't a fantastic football game for, for City. It wasn't lots of the intricate passing and, and the developed systems. They were pretty solid with, with the back four at times. Listen, they've got outstanding individuals at the moment. Sergio Aguero comes back in the team, straight back in the groove. His first goal was a beautiful touch and strike. He clips a penalty in in the second half. Ryan Sterling is just continuing his rehabilitation un, under Pep, gets a goal. There was a, there was a little period in the game Rob, when Llorente, Llorente mm. equalised, and there was a couple yeah. of big balls coming in the box, and he, you just saw one yeah. or two frailties, one or two little loose ends, and yeah. I thought, hmm, that might encourage it, the away team. Pep was on the side, didn't look as happy as I've seen him, so, listen, what, what I think comes out of this is when City aren't sparkling, they can still go away and get wins, because they did, and they've got good players, but it, it wasn't a day where they dominated the football, and so that maybe is a lesson learned, and, and might be a good thing for, for, for them to have happened today. We've seen them play some of the big boys. We see mm. them uh, win against Manchester United in an extremely impressive manager. Yeah. We've seen them play now some of the lower sides. Mm. You know, just expand on that, on that potential. I mean, we've got to give other teams a, 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 a hope here. I mean, they, they, yeah. they can't be yeah. perfect all season. They, they, they can't be brilliant in all aspects no. of the game. What is it? What is it that's going to take them off the rails for the championship title this season? Well, Sw well Swansea didn't particularly contest the midfield possession. I think you know, mm. you know the, the City Canal. But when they got it in wide areas, Rob, they, they put good service in the box. And Llorente put himself around and things were bubbling around the box. It was half chances. It was knockdowns. It was a little bit uglier than maybe you'd want to play. But it, it made, it, City weren't that comfortable. John Stones didn't 
look quite as assured when he's having to stick his head into things and body up against somebody. And I don't know if, if, if you've got players of that size, if you can play maybe on a little bit of diagonal, it might be something that gives you the encouragement because um, I'm interested next weekend and a little bit disappointed Harry Kane's not going to be playing, but they, they're away at Spurs next weekend, Rob. It's a big game of the weekend and Spurs will contest a little bit of possession. Spurs will have people who make them defend and have a threat on the counter-attack and I just think that'll be another test for this Man City team in terms of somebody who comes and says, OK, we can, we're not bad with the ball as well. Let, let's see how, how you do against us. Another team that, that might think they've got a real chance of the title is a team called Liverpool Football Club. Mm. They're in fourth spot right now in the league with 13 points, the same as Arsenal Football Club. They've mm. had a harder schedule. Away games have been very difficult. Mm. And they are buzzing right now. Is something special? Well, Steve, I can uh, feel Robbie, you getting warm. You're getting warm I and fuzzy getting about warm Liverpool, fuzzy. aren't you? And, and, and I always worry when you get warm and fuzzy because you, at this, it, since the start of the season, have taken them out of your top four. You, you kind of oh, why do you have to keep reminding everybody I did to, that. The, to the Chelsea thing. At the start and, and of the season, you, I had them in the top looking, four. <laughs> well, let me tell you, as, as a an attacking force, Rob, I mean, they've been outstanding. I, I saw a number today, 71 goals scored since Jurgen Klopp's taken charge of, uh, of Liverpool, the, the most of any team since he's taken over from that time. Attacking-wise, Rob, today it was almost like, and I, and I was trying to explain to to somebody I was watching the game with, that it's a bit like the basketball where you have the paint, and, and they have the paint around that 18, central 18-yard box, and it's like you can't be in there for more than two or three seconds, so one midfield player makes a run in there when Firmino comes short, Lallana's in, he, d he goes out, Coutinho comes in, he goes out... When Alden makes a run in there, the, the movement is, is so developed when they're going forward. The attacks come from so many different places. It, it was a joy to watch at times. Now, I'm going to go the other way because I don't want you to get too warm and fuzzy. Is this defence going to be good enough? Are they going to keep enough clean sheets to give themselves a chance of being in the argument, in the big conversation? Not top four, I think, is, is a possibility, certainly with this manager and with the quality. Are they good enough for, for, for a title, Rob? Do they need a, a statutory but, number nine as well? D does Daniel Sturridge have to be in this team? Let's talk about Sturridge in a second. Um, let's talk about paint. Well, I don't know what you know about paint, but can we say their own paint? Can we say use that analogy? Their own paint? Is that, yeah. is that something yeah. we say? Yeah, we can, we can start it. Yeah. Right, in, that, in their own paint, i got to say, I like the look of the back four and the goalkeeper today. Now, I know that Loris Karius didn't have much to do today, but I like the fact that, that Jurgen Klopp has said, you know what, he's mm. going to be my number one. I want to give him a chance now. Even though that we're doing well, I want to change a goalkeeper. I think that yeah. uh, uh, the, the, uh, the illness um, to, to Dejan Lovren is a, is, was a convenient illness for the manager. I think he likes Ragnar Klavan and mm. Joel Matip as its central defensive partnership. So as a yeah. goalkeeper and a back four of Klein, Matip, Klavan and Milner with carries okay goal, I think that's the best back four for Liverpool to go forward with. Henderson's doing a great job in that area, so to answer your question, absolutely. I think they found James balance Milner. in the defensive part. Yeah, well, that's all they got right now. Is it ideal? No, but that's what they got right now. He's not okay. giving, he's not okay. tripping people I'm, up I'm, in his I'm, box. He's I'm not giving away silly goals. I'm warm. 
Um, yeah, and the midfield of mm. Lalana and Wijnaldum, yeah, who look lovely. full of energy, yeah. full of forward runs, yeah. and Henderson's playing well. So absolutely, why not? They need to be mm. safe with injuries. They need to keep this momentum going. But I think the back four, I mean, I, I, it's, it's almost like the attacking part for me is a given now. They're very, very yeah. good going it's, forward. It's not, it's not Brendan Rodgers' style, is it? And they've it's, done it. It's not Brendan Rodgers' style where it, it's all front-heavy, it's all top-heavy. Well, well, that's what I mean. I, th I think the defensive part had to be improved, and I like the look of it. Are they mm. going to get better tests than Hull City? Of course mm. they are. But I just see the lineup, and I see I, I Joe Matip. I, I'm just having him. I just think he's a classy, classy defender. Got a little bit of everything, and Clavan's been good. Not a big star name, but he's been yeah. good. But let's talk, talk about, about the other fellow then. I, yeah, because you know, yeah, go on, Rooney, you know, the Wayne Rooney of Liverpool has to be Daniel Sturridge. I mean. Is there a place for Daniel Sturridge in the starting eleven for Jurgen Klopp right now? I think when I he's think fit. there is, and I'll I'll be totally honest with you. Okay, for this game, I do you know what I thought he should have done, and of course the result's brilliant. I mm. thought he should have continued with Daniel Sturridge as a centre forward and play Firmino on the left hand side and leave Coutinho on the bench. Now, of course, millions of people might disagree with me. My, my reasoning is, when Daniel Sturridge is fit, when he's on a little bit of a run of games, I think you stick with him. I think you stick with him up front. Firmino has to play because he's been so good. And Coutinho will have to be a little bit patient. Uh, that was my thinking on it. Of course he didn't. He went with Firmino. And I think we all know now what his front three is. And it was a great performance today. Do you have any problem with my thought process there on Sturridge? Shouldn't they be trying to get the best out of him when he looks in decent nick? Yeah, but if the team are playing like they're playing, Rob, and they're playing without him, it's a bit like Wayne Rooney. Why are you forcing him into the team? Why does he not yeah, have he to He was playing well when he was in the team. Yeah, he was, but then it's like everything, you, you know, the law of the jungle. If you come out of the team and the team play well, then you, you, you're sitting on the side, aren't you? You're waiting your turn and you've got to play a few minutes to, to win it over. Yeah, I just, listen, I, I just think that... that He's going to be sat on the bench mm. again. He's going to be he's going to be moody and and and, and kind of you know he's going to have a, a lip on as you say for a little while now. Um, I just thought it was an opportunity to continue with him, but of course I don't have a problem, yep. a big problem. Coutinho's brilliant, scored an incredible trademark goal mm. again today, and Liverpool are fantastic. They are yep. going great guns at the moment. Yeah, great day for Liverpool. It's time to take our final break on a day when there was lots to celebrate for lots of teams. We'll talk about Spurs and Bournemouth getting wins and. However, if your team's in red and white, you're probably down in the pub drinking your sorrows. Stoke and Sunderland, two bad days again. We'll have some sobering thoughts on them. Take a quick prediction on West Ham and Southampton and Burnley and Watford. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. With so many ways to tell us what's on your mind, you got no excuse. Send an email to the Granger Get It Done inbox. Email get it done at NBCSportsRadio.com. We are NBC Sports Radio. And our game never stops. look around some of the other games that happened today and upcoming games as well over the next couple of days. We have to
talk about Spurs. Spurs have, have snuck up into second place. They had a victory against my old club, Middlesbrough, 2-1. Hyunmin Son scored both mm. goals, impressed again. And they look to be getting better and better and stronger and stronger. Nobody's really believing, um, Robbie, or that Spurs can win the title or possibly no. even finish in the top four. But they've had a sneaky good start. And yes, Harry Kane isn't there. And yes, there's going to be the changes up front and in different areas of the team as he gets his best 11 out there. But you can't help think that this team now is finding form and they might just have a real good run at it this year. Yeah, they're finding the legs, Rob. I remember saying, you know, at the start of the season that I'm not going to lose faith in, in what I saw at Tottenham. And, and I talk a lot about when we went to the training ground and what I saw and the players and, and the relationship between the manager. And I just felt that this group might just need a little time to get their legs going again. There's been some disappointments at the end of the season. There's some disappointments for some of the players in, in the Euro Championships, but I think we're five or six games in now. We're starting to tre- see the two Spurs, and, and they've got a real test next weekend. They host Manchester City, which will be a good test for them, and if they could win that game, Rob, they close the gap at the top to one point, so a huge incentive. Even though there's no Harry Kane, maybe Vincent Janssen can, can um, get his first Premier League goals and, and, and get them going. And what they're doing this season, as they did last year, is being brilliant at the back. Best mm. defensive record again. And I think we all want to see Manchester City play against a team that are, are, are very strong defensively. I think mm. then, after that game next weekend, that matchup, we can really start to identify just how good Man City are. But Spurs doing everything that they, that they need to do right now to be right in and around those top teams in this division. Yeah, you've got to be a bit, bit disappointed if you're an Everton fan, Robin, and Ronald Koeman. I think you'd expect to go to Bournemouth and, and maybe pick up three points in the kind of form, league form certainly they've been in. I mean, the defeated in, in midweek in, in the League Cup just looks like it might have changed the rhythm, the momentum. You know what it's like, Robin, a football club. You get into habits, don't you? And winning is a habit and, you know, losing is one as well. And, and that'll be a, a, bit, a bit of a poor defeat for, for Ronald Koeman and his team. I just, I'm just not sure how, how good the team is at Everton. I think we can agree that Ronald Koeman is an excellent manager and he's shook this squad into life a little bit. They've got more defensive focus. They're definitely better than they were under Roberto Martinez. But just how good are they? I think it's going to depend on, on the abilities of Yannick Bolassi, who's a new pl- player into the football club, I think, defensively. With Ashley Williams and Jagielka, they're going to be strong enough. I just, I, I just fear that they're going to be consistently bright enough in the attack to win these sort of games. I mean, I think I think we've got to give Bournemouth uh, a mention that we saw the reaction from Eddie Mm. Howe at the end. He was delighted to win the game. And and Jack Wilshire was Mm. impressive in midfield. And they've got a lot of good players. They play a good uh, brand of football. Callum Wilson's back in the team up front today. And Stanislav scored a a marvellous goal. He continues to impress, uh, impress as a Bournemouth manager, doesn't he? I mean, everybody talks about the, the Leicester dream, but this Bournemouth thing is, is a fairy tale as well. And, and I remember seeing this weekend, I think it's on an, an NBC Premier League shorts, it's Eddie Howe talking with Guy Lineker, and it was a 15-minute sit-down, and, and this guy's so impressive, Rob, his manner, his style, his philosophy, his patience, he's not going to go away from what he believes in. And he talked about, listen, if the players don't like me, that's, that's OK, as long as they respect me, and I'll make them a better player. And you see it, you see his personality coming out in his team, and, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a mark to him. 
him and what a football club have done that they can beat a team like Everton. Let's let's move on to two teams who are struggling, Rob, at the wrong end of the table, both in, in the red and white. I'm going to start with Stoke City because my sexy Stoke have just gone, oof, they've gone stale. I mean, 15 goals conceded now, the most in the league. And I know the people up in Stoke, I know the chairman, Peter Coates, and there'll be no knee-jerk reaction, but the pressure will start to come on Mark Hughes if things don't turn around. I mean, this was a game when they were almost there. They almost won this game. It was a very mm. late goal from West Brom uh, to equalise uh, Salomon Rondon again, scoring. I just, you know, when you look at Mark Hughes, mate, talk about talk about Mister Angry. I know, I know, he was called Sparky mm. for his for his uh, snapping nature as a footballer. But even the handshake at the, the end with Tony Pulis, he looks yeah. like he's losing his rag, losing control a little bit. By the way. Yeah, listen, that, that's what football does to you, Rob. That's where he knows. I mean, the problem is with, with Stoke and, and maybe Mark Hughes is, is all the talk was before, are they one of the teams who can make that next step? Can they get between, I don't know, eight and four in the league? So I think expectation has been raised so much. I think it's just disappointment, frustration, really, with what's going on. Quickly, line on Sunderland as well. We're 2-0 up to lose 3-2 against Crystal Palace. David Moyes looks absolutely at the end of his tether. Do you know what, Rob, I would suggest? This guy might not be there in another six months at the football club. <laughs> Honestly, oh, he looks like he's I, had yeah. enough. Yeah. I know, but he, I know he does, but I mean, he, he, he potentially is the right guy for this club. I said it right at the start. There's a short-term issue with this club. He's got a short-term problem. Longer term, this guy is going to do good things at the club, but I don't know whether they're going to be there. This was a body blow, a massive mm. body blow. You go 2 nil up at home, the fans get excited about what might happen at this football club, and then you concede three goals and you lose. The fans go out of the stadium. Very, very bad body blow for Sunderland today, that was. Looking for two quick predictions, my friend. West Ham hosts Southampton tomorrow at London Stadium. How do you see that one going? I like Southampton at the moment. I think West Ham are in turmoil. I think Southampton go there and win the game 2-1. Mm, I've got a 2-1 written down as well. Burnley take on Watford. How do you see that one? I'm going to go for 1-1 draw with that one. Uh, we, yeah, I, I've got more goals. I've got two, two. I just think that, that Watford, I like what they're doing right now. He's an attacking coach, by the way. I know it's five at the back, but it's been three at the back for the majority. He's done a great job. And Burnley, I think they're going to have a, a, a decent a, a opportunity at home. I think it's going to be a scoring draw, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Scintillating Saturday, let's hope it's uh, Sunday, fun day tomorrow, two big games. And we just time to say our tweet of the day goes to Adam Fatto, who said about Arsenal, we had the best day of, of the two teams at, at, and the big games. It was like a derby win against a, a rival who's had their number in the past. So, Adam, make sure you direct messages your address and we'll get a two-robbie scarf in the post to you. On a day when Pep remained perfect, six out of six for City and United rampaged without Rooney. And in Arsenal, we trust. Or in Arsenal, I trust. Keep going, Austin. I've got your back, my <laughs> friend. We'll be back next weekend. Don't be forget to subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And you can catch us each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. And you can contact us at the Two yeah, Robbies thanks. NBC on Twitter. Yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for sharing your thoughts with the Two Robbies and all the stories from this weekend in the Premier League. We return next Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio to see what we've learned from next weekend's matchups in this fantastic league. Until then, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. 
Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Com.